Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. It's been a long time since we've been on. We've of course had a lot of content from Guadalajara. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Before we get into this, remember to hit the like button and subscribe if you are new. The WTA Finals groups have been confirmed, so we're going to go over that. We're going to do a very quick rundown of the groups and then I'll do a more detailed preview where I pick my, my winners and also give you my predictions for the winner of the overall tournament later so keep an eye out for that video of course as well so for those of you who don't know and are maybe not aware of what's going on with the OTA tour finals where it's being held etc so it's going to be held in Fort Worth Texas at the Dickies Arena it's going to be an indoor hardcore and they're going to play with the Wilson's regular duty tennis ball so exactly the same tennis ball they use at the US Open where there was a little bit of not fuss but I guess talk about you know, why the women were using the regular duty tennis balls instead of the heavy duty tennis balls at the menus at the US Open. A lot of people, a lot of players even, uh, <laughs> namely someone like Igish Viontek said she'd prefer to use the heavy duty. She adapted though. She of course won the US Open. So uh, it didn't seem to affect her too much in the end. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be indoors with those balls. People that are maybe a little bit underpowered normally, they will be well, they definitely have some sort of, not advantage, but the gap will be closed a little bit in terms of power deficit. So that will be an interesting thing to witness, but we should see quite a few exciting attacking rallies with a few winners flying left, right, and centers, especially indoors. Just means it's much easier in terms of serving conditions. We've got someone like Sabalenka who can ordinarily struggle with with conditions, with windy conditions and double fault, etc. She won't in these uh, in these conditions. So let's then go into the groups. Before we do, last year, Garbine Muguruza, who unfortunately has not qualified this year, she won last year, beating Anna Kontavi in the final and then beating Bedos in the semifinals before that. All three of those players, and I did say this in my previous videos, have not qualified this year. And I did say as we approach this part of the year, that they had a lot of points to defend. And unfortunately for them, they haven't made the cut. So these are the eight players that have made the cut, and then we'll go into the groups. Iga Shviontek is the number one seed, with Ons Jabir at two, Jessica Bagula at three, Coco Goff at four. They make up the top four. Then from five to eight, we've got Maria Sakari, Caroline Garcia, Arena Sabalenka, Daria Kasakina. So those are the final eight uh, that will be heading up in Fort Worth. I'm not going to go into the doubles. If you do like doubles, apologies. It's just I don't have as much experience and knowledge on it. So I don't want to talk about something that I'm not as knowledgeable on. So let's then talk about what this means. And what does this mean? Because realistically, we're now going to get a very interesting couple of groups, right? We don't know... Well, you didn't know who was going to be paired with who. Now, these are the confirmed groups. So you can see here we have um, Iga Sviontek. Sorry, it's a bit small. Iga Sviontek, Coco Goff, Caroline Garcia, and Dario Kasatkina make up the Tracy Austin group. Uh, it will be running October 31st and November 7th, of course, which is, starts on Monday and will end on the Sunday. So Iga Sviontek is the favourite for this group, no doubt. She's got Coco Goff, who she beat in the Roland Garros final. 
this year. Caroline Garcia has been in really good form this year. Maybe not as much in the back end, but she's had some fantastic form, especially through the grass court swing and then leading up to the US Open. And Kasatkin has been a solid performer throughout the year. So, I mean, you're looking at Sviontek, right, to probably top the group is what a lot of people will be picking. And then it's who can take the second spot. I would personally say that, and this is absolutely no disrespect to Kasatkina because she's a very good player, but I think it will be between Coco Goff and Caroline Garcia. I mean, I might change my mind when I look at the matchups and do a bit more analysis uh, on the head-to-heads, etc. as well. But uh, from a first glance, I think Coco Goff and Caroline Garcia are going to be the ones who battle it out. But don't count out Kasatkina. She's a very tricky and a very capable player. And I think maybe her skill will be will be on show even more given the conditions, as I mentioned earlier. So maybe I'm over, maybe, maybe I'm overlooking her. We'll have a think about that when I do the more in-depth video. For the second group, the Nancy Ritchie group, we've got Ons Jabur, Jessica Pagula, Maria Sakari, and Irina Sabalenka. Now this is a, for me, this is a pick'em group. I have no idea, genuinely. I mean, you could say Ons Jabur tops. I don't I don't know. Because if you look at Iga Shriontek, she finished on, I think, 10,000 points. After that, Ons Jabur was on 4,000-something points, I think it was, in the end. There's a gap of 6,000 points there. Now, she is far and away beyond the world number one this year. She's far and beyond the best player this year. She's just been so good. She's dominated. So a lot of people are going to pick her to, of course, make the group now. What I will also say is that in WTA finals, tour finals, and ATP tour finals, there are upsets. There have been in the past. Someone like even on the men's side, that I know about Djokovic and, and Nadal, they might not even make it through the groups. And that's what makes it so exciting because the eight best players of the year battling out, they're in form, they're confident. Anything can happen, of course, in a best of three as well. So, I mean, Ons Jabur is, you know, she's coming off, she played in Tunisia recently. Didn't do as well as she would have hoped, but a couple of good results. Um, Jessica Pagula has done really well, winning Guadalajara recently. Uh, you know, she's now had a week off. Is that enough for her to recover? You'd hope so. And then carry that form in. Sakari made the final in Guadalajara, losing to Pagula, but she had played half of her semi-final the same day. There is an argument to be had that she might have been a bit fatigued. So she's still coming into this in good form. And Sabalenka... Um, again, probably not going as far as she would have liked in Guadalajara, but she her form has definitely picked up the back end of this year, the second half. Uh, she, first half, she was struggling a lot and understandably with some external, you know, external, I guess, stress outside of tennis as well. So she is a very capable player. We know that she's got so much power as well. And in these conditions where, uh, you know, she should be able to serve, a high percentage of first serves in, you would imagine, and also not make too many double faults, that then makes her very, very dangerous. So I would say, genuinely, this is anyone's group. Now, if, if you had to press me now before I do my do my analysis and really look into it in depth and go, in, go into it in my more an analytical draw preview and prediction video or I guess group preview and prediction video. Maybe, maybe Jabur and Pagula. Maybe. Again, very, very tough. So that's kind of where we're at with 
uh, the WTA Tour Finals right now. We're not quite sure, you know, w- what's going to happen. I would imagine we're going to see some absolutely cracking matches, and I think we will see some upsets. Don't be surprised now. I would be extremely surprised if Ishvontek doesn't make it out of the group. But I wouldn't be surprised if she loses at some point in the group. I wouldn't. So in terms of the format, so I've gone through the groups. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with the format as well, so it's a round robin, of course. There's two groups of four. So each player plays three matches against uh, the respective other opponents in their group. Once that's concluded, the top two players in each group, they then proceed to the semifinals. Now, the number one in group one will play the number two in group two and vice versa. So the number two in group one will play the number one in group two. So uh, that's how the semifinals will be decided. And if I'm not mistaken, if there are people that are joint on point, second and third, then the first thing they look at is head-to-head. So, for example, if it was... Coco Goff was second and and Caroline Garcia was third. Or, or, you know, they were, sorry, let's just say Coco Goff and Caroline Garcia were joint on just, again, this is a random number, six points, let's say. And Car- but Caroline Garcia had beaten Coco Goff. Then Caroline Garcia would be the one who went through. She would then finish second or first, whatever it would be. So that's how it works. It's semifinals or final, stand and knockout as per usual. I'm very excited for this because last year in Guadalajara, I thought it was a fantastic tournament. The energy from the Mexican crowd recently as well. We saw the Guadalajara tournament. It was so good. I feel like there's going to be a similar energy in the Dixies Arena in Fort Worth, Texas. I think it's going to be really, really good. And I actually enjoy the the difference that the WTA Tour Finals is is bringing to the table because with the ATP Tour Finals, I, I do like that it was in the O2. Unfortunately, I missed it last year because of uh, the situation with the pandemic etc so there's no crowd but that was a massive shame um this year's in Turin and but I know what's going to happen it's going to be very very samey like very sleek and classic which is great like I'm not saying it's not but it's been going on for quite a few years and I feel like the the more colorful vibrant energetic energy that we're getting from the WTA WTA Tour Finals is something that I really enjoy looking at but Maybe it's just me. Uh, Before we do wrap up, remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you are new as well. And do remember to leave us a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. We really do appreciate it. Also, please do check out the uh, Monday Bagel from our friends at The Slice Tennis. I'll leave the link in the description of this video. It's a weekly newsletter. So if you enjoy reading about tennis and you want a quick like overview of what's happened the last week in tennis, then do make sure you click on that link. Subscribe to, it's free, subscribe subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get a really comprehensive breakdown. It's an email that you get sent to whatever email address you'd like. And there's some very good anecdotes, uh, rankings, updates in the ATP and WTA, uh, tweet of the week, tennis culture, uh, latest video from them as well, latest room from us, uh, Canadian Corner, uh, so talking about the Canadians, next-gen movers and tennis content from the community. So there's some really, really uh, good bits in there. So I recommend definitely subscribing. And I've done so myself. And I think it's a, a really good initiative. It's something that 
But for people that prefer to just have a read, uh, a quick read every week as well, something additional to their sense content they get, it's a really good supplement to have. So do check that out. Thanks very much, guys. So stay safe and well, and we'll see you on the next video. And of course, keep an eye out for the WTA Tour Finals draw preview and prediction video where we'll go in depth and then also check out our ATP Paris Masters video, which will be out this weekend as well, which I cannot wait to do. Both massive tournaments coming up. See you guys later.